of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
Could you hear that? That's really not a problem. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to ask you to dial right back in on the speaker. Can you dial properly right back in on the speaker? Oh, I might have to take that one off. Hold on. Today is the January what? 11. So I don't even see it really technically right here. Okay. Can you hear me now, uh, Maria, on the on the speaker? Can you hear me on the speaker? You should be able to. Can you hear me, um, Jose, on the speaker or Brother Joe? Yes. Thank you, Mary. Okay. No good. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning. Yes. Okay. We're we're getting this together here. And um I wanna share something with you. Okay, great. Great, 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 great. Great, great. Come on in, come on in. All right. Okay, come on in, come on. In. Wonderful. Great. Great, 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 great. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. Sound is good. Okay. All right. Some some of the new people, this is for you. This is for some of the new people on here that don't know me, they don't know me that well, but for some of you new people, I've been ministry in ministry for 36 years. You might be new to this ministry, but we started out in mission because I am a former overseas missionary, and I love missions, and I love missional work. It's all about saving the lost, brothers and sisters. And it's all about, I made a note to myself, because it's not the deadline anymore, even although everything from the deadline is still available, present, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with it other than the fact that I didn't see Jesus 
name first on the Ted line because when I started the Ted line, it was just because I, I needed a vehicle to minister deliverance to people because it became too many people that I couldn't handle. And uh, it actually became the Ted line because I wanted to minister to ministers in Jamaica. And I found out I could do that via the internet. Um, and actually, uh, there's a church as a result of that. So that's how the Ted line came into being. It was about, it was, uh, and children, it was, it was children. Jamaican children that uh, that I wanted to minister the gospel to. So that's that's for some of you new people that think maybe I'm just an upstart or a novice, okay? Because you know God, God, uh, he's just so good. That, that basically, that's all I like to say. Look, let me share something with you. It doesn't make me any different what your political persuasion is because I'm only concerned about the kingdom of God. I'm concerned about are you a citizen of heaven? Because I know if you're a citizen of heaven, God's going to take care of you. Like he's taking care of you previously and like he's taking care of you now. And I also know this, that every promise that God has made to you, for you, about you, shall come to pass. And like I was saying yesterday, you're not supposed to be walking around here in fear because fear doesn't come from God. Um. Jose, do you remember the name of that movie that I had you all look at about the soldier in World War II that didn't carry a gun? But but he went, what was the name of that movie? Oh, uh, he don't remember. You remember, bro, Joe? <laughs> there's a, any of you Tedliners notice there's a movie about this man. It's a true story in World War II. He refused to hacksaw ridge. Thank you, Jessica. He refused to carry a gun because of his religious beliefs. And and um, they let him in the army, but he caught it. He, but guess what? He wound up being a hero. He saved lives. Nobody understood him. How can you be in the army and not carry a gun? But he did it. His faith was completely in God, brothers and sisters. So my my message to you today, can somebody post this in the chat room? Do you know who you're doing life with? Do you really know 
who you do in life with, and do you understand that we're living Jesus together? So I lost my, my blog talk, huh? Somebody is really messing with me, but it doesn't matter. It says I lost my blog talk. I'm looking at it. They wouldn't let me put up the VPN. It says Google is using my microphone. I hear you clear. Oh, you do on the blog talk? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna continue. Great. Do you understand that we're living Jesus together? I wanna I wanna show you two people in the Bible that were tomorrow I'm gonna you, you see the Bible had many revolts and many wars and I mean, you know, God has wiped out a lot of people. Remember Achan? Achan brought something into the camp that defiled the camp, and all those thousands of people died. Well, we're doing and living Jesus together, brothers and sisters. And my question I want to ask you is, do you know who? you doing life with. And I want to I want you to post this, please. Jesus must become a present reality in your everyday life. Jesus must become a present reality in your everyday life. brothers and sisters. In Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 60. I want to I just want to point a few things out to you. All right. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. The Bible says, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, 
standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife, well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, 
Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Saying, I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zechariah, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord have rejoiced in God my Savior. <clears throat> For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. 
filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him. Zachariah, after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. Brothers and sisters, you need to know who you're doing life with. You see, you and I and all other believers are living Jesus together. In the story here from the Word of God, elderly Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth have no kids. They're past their childbearing years from a human perspective. Having a baby is impossible. Yet they pray for one anyway. The Bible says that there are righteous paths, this Zechariah and Elizabeth. The Bible says that they obey all God's commands and follow his rules, all of them. They're also descendants of Aaron, the priesthood. In addition to that, Zechariah works for God. He's a priest. They're good people. They're obedient, and they do the right thing. They have what could be called the ideal heritage. From God and Zechariah lives every day to serve God. For all of this devotion, shouldn't God bless them with the child that they're desiring and yearning for? Yet each year passes and no baby. And they still continue to pray for a child. Then one day, things change. One day, the angel Gabriel shows up at the temple. Right when Zechariah is supposed to burn the incense for church. The people are waiting for Zechariah to kick off their religious 
ceremony, you would think maybe that Gabriel could have come just a few minutes later. But Gabriel had some good news. Gabriel came as a messenger to let God's servant know that God was going to soon answer Elizabeth and his years of prayer. Gabriel came, the messenger angel, to let them know that they'll finally have a baby, a son, and to name him John. But look at this. Look at how Zechariah responded. Zechariah says, really? Elizabeth and I are too old. The angel, brothers and sisters, obviously takes this as a sign of unbelief. So in order to make his point, the angel, I'm speaking up, the angel removes Zachariah's ability to talk, which makes it difficult for the, this man to lead worship, to make it difficult for him to speak any doubt and unbelief out of his mouth. Zachariah gestures to let the people know that he's seen a vision from God. When his time in the temple is over, Zachariah goes home, still mute. Zachariah goes home, still mute. I want you to take a minute and use your sanctified imagination to imagine what happened when Zechariah arrives home, when Zechariah has to communicate with gestures and has to write down everything he's trying to get anybody to understand. But I want you to use your sanctified imagination and see this. The most important thing that happened next, Elizabeth gets pregnant. Childless Elizabeth and her husband, Zachariah, are getting seriously old. Their chance to have kids is slim to zero. Still, they pray. They pray for the improbable something that is not likely to happen according to the flesh, according to the world, and according to the eyes of man, despite not receiving what they yearn for, what they desire, please hear me this morning, their faith remains strong. You see, 
stand upright couple who honor God. They're not double-minded. They're not in the day and out tomorrow. They're not following no trends. That angel showed up at Elizabeth's husband's workplace. This messenger from God promises Zachariah that he and Elizabeth will finally have a baby, a son, but not just any son, a special son. This angel messenger from God gives them instructions that this angel knows they will follow. They tell them, you're going to have a son, but you got to set your son apart for service to God. They tell him, the Holy Spirit's going to empower your son. They tell them, your child is going to spark a nationwide Revival. And then this angel tells him what he is to name his son. Elizabeth indeed gets pregnant. But it's more than that. Mary, her cousin, who is also expecting, comes for a visit. When Mary crossed the threshold, something happened inside Elizabeth. This baby named John leaped for joy at the sound of Mary's voice. Hallelujah! Because God is filling this boy with his own Holy Spirit inside his mother's womb. The filling of John, the baby, in the mama's womb just flows out to the mama, Elizabeth, and she begins to prophesy, prophesy, blessing Mary and her unborn baby. Hallelujah. John is born. Elizabeth and Zachariah's friends and family gather to celebrate. They praise God. They're sharing in Elizabeth's joy and finally having a baby and God having taken away all of Elizabeth's shame over her childless condition. Brothers and sisters, Elizabeth and Zachariah were steadfast in what they believed in. Zachariah was a little shaky. God took his voice away so that he couldn't speak any self-inflicted curses upon himself and upon the will of God. Brothers and sisters, 
from a human perspective. From a human perspective. It is totally, and it was totally improbable. Yet, they still persevered in faith. And God answered their prayers by giving them a son named John, who later becomes John the Baptist, who later fulfilled every prophetic word that the angel Gabriel has spoken. John does spark a national revival that features repentance and pointed the way to Jesus. What if, use your sanctified imagination, what if Elizabeth and Zechariah had stopped believing, had stopped saying John wouldn't have been born? Think about this. Then who would have opened the door? For Jesus to change the world. Jesus is God, brothers and sisters. God is always good. Let me ask you this question this morning. Do you really have faith to believe God? For his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really have faith to believe in God for the improbable? And lastly, but most importantly, do you really? Do you really have to believe in God for the impossible to become possible? Brothers and sisters, you and I are living Jesus together. Don't let your faith be lopsided. Don't be double-minded. Believe in whatever you believe in. Enough to live for it. To live for it. To live for it. Believe in Jesus. To live for him. To live for him. Because Jesus, in case you didn't know it, is life. He's life. He is life. And he resurrects 
the dead and bring them back to life. Do you really know who you doing life with this morning? Do you really know? Do you really believe? Then stop acting like an unbeliever. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in life, brothers and sisters. Have faith in life. We're living Jesus together. He is the God of the impossible. I'll see you tomorrow on the deadline. Goodbye.